0: Not sure if you know what Noel means, now that we've sung it a bunch of times, but just in case you don't, Noel literally means Christmas, or some would call it first birthday, and, and the whole song is intended to picture what happened at the, the first Christmas and what that scene must have been like. I want you to, I want you to imagine that with me. In fact, if, if you were a child, when you came in tonight, you should have received a gift of, of silly putty. And, and so if you did, I want you to pull that out right now. If you didn't, by chance, and so you missed out on the silly putty, I want to invite you to raise your hand. And There's some folks who are going to help us make sure that everybody who needs it has, has silly putty. So if you are 40 years old, it is not necessary for you to have silly putty, but... I think we've got some folks in the back with okay, Debbie's over here and there's some over here. All right, anybody need if you need silly, silly putty raise your hand. I want to make sure that, that all the kids that need some have some. So here's what I want you to do. If you are a child with some I think there's a few down here that need some in the middle over here, guys. Um, so keep your hand raised and they'll they'll make your way their way around you. I I don't I don't know what in the world that silly putty is made out of. This is some uh, interesting, elastic, moldable, shapeable stuff. What I, want, what I want you to do is if you're a child and you have some silly putty, I want you to, you can, you can shape this in all kinds of different ways. I want you to shape it into something that you might have seen at the first Christmas. So on the, on the night that Jesus was born, Think about something or someone that you would have seen and kind of make that into a shape. Make it into a shape of something you would have seen. Here's the deal. Obviously, there are, there are all kinds of things that we think of when it comes to, to the Christmas scene. We think of angels and shepherds and Mary and Joseph, obviously, manger I want, I want to remind us tonight, and hold out your silly putty, because I want to I I encourage you to keep using it in just a second, but I want to remind us of, of one verse, probably one of the most popular, powerful, poignant verses in all of Scripture, that helps us understand what the heart of Christmas is about. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son That whoever believes in Him will never perish, but have everlasting life. That's really, really good news. And it really strikes at the heart of, of Christmas that God so loved. So let's start there. Take that putty. Okay, you got it? I want you to make a heart. I want you to make a heart out of that putty. So try to make a heart. And as you do, I want to remind all of us in this room that our hearts, our hearts are are sinful to the core. We in our hearts have rejected the love of God. We have rebelled against the love of God. Sometimes we have a tendency to minimize this thing called, called sin. And we say, well, we... Well, sin is when you lie, or sin is when you cheat, or sin is when you do this or that. The reality is sin is much deeper than that. Sin is born out of a heart that has rebelled against God and turned against God and wants nothing to do with the ways of God, the mind of God, the Word of God. And the Bible says that even in our sin, God loved us. This is an amazing thought when you you think about it. That the, the God of the universe, to whom mountains bow down and to whom stars sing praise, this God has chosen to show affection to you and me. He so loved, okay, you got a heart? Now let me encourage you to make something else. God so loved the world. Can you make a world? Ball it up a nice ball, roll it around in your, in your hands. And you make a world. And I want you to think about it, a world that today is full of 6.8 billion people. And the reality the Bible teaches is that God loves all 6.8 billion of them. Without exception, God so loved the world. And that doesn't even include everyone else who came before us in, in the world to think that God created all 6.8 billion people in the world, that, that God knows all 6.8 billion people in the world, and that God loves all 6.8 billion people in the world, including, including you. That God created every single person in this room, that God knows every single person in this room, and that God possesses love for every single person in this room. Like let this soak in. This is an astounding thought when you consider it. Not just the person beside you, in front of you, behind you, but right where you are sitting on this planet, the God of the universe loves you. Jesus was talking to his disciples one day and, and he said to them, do you not know that the Father knows how many hairs are on your head? God knows every single thing about you. God knows you better than you know yourself. And, and He loves you. Not, not because of anything in you, but because of everything in Him. God so loved the world that He gave. Now this is obviously something we, we do a lot at Christmas. Tonight, tomorrow... Houses filled with different presents to give. We give things out of love for each other. So here's what I want you to do. All right, kids, I want you to take the Silly Putty, and I want you to think of one thing that you are hoping you will receive as a gift this Christmas. So what is one thing you want as a gift this Christmas? And I want you to make it with, with your Silly Putty. Now, this might be a little bit difficult, um, one thing i have thought about getting is a bike and i'm not sure <laughs> how to do that you know you know the reality is we we will open all kinds of of things tonight tomorrow whenever during this week but the reality is and i really don't intend to sound a bit scrooge like in this but the reality is none of these things none of these things really matter And as much fun as they are, the reality is there is one gift that matters as we celebrate this holiday, and it is the fact that God gave His Son. God God gave His Son. He sent Jesus, God's gift, fully man and fully God. Fully able to identify with God and fully able to identify with us. There is no one and nothing like this in all of the world. In any world religion, there is no one and nothing like the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Like the, the beautiful reality that God has come to us in the flesh in the form of His Son. That he has lived a life of perfect obedience to God. His heart totally obedient to God. And then, then he, he has died on the cross for our sins. I want, to, I want you to make two more things with your, with your silly putty, guys. First, I want you to split it in half. And I want you to roll up one like a snake, like our buddy there that's going to maybe get a snake. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know what parents think about reptiles. So roll them up both like snakes and then put them on top of each other and what you'll, what you'll have like this is, is a cross. And I want you to make a cross and I, and I want you to remember tonight. The beauty of Christmas is not even ultimately what happened on that night in Bethlehem. The beauty of Christmas is the reality that, that these tiny little baby's hands born in Bethlehem that night were formed so that one day they would have nails thrust through them on a cross. And those tiny little feet wiggling around in a manger were formed so that one day they would, they would walk up a dusty road to a cross. And, and this sweet body wrapped in swaddling clothes was made, fashioned so that one day it, it would be hung on, on a wooden post to die for your sins and for my sins to make the way for you and I to have a relationship with God. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him now obviously this is deeper than just intellectual just in our minds believing in him (coughs) excuse me, so many people, especially at Christmas, believe that Jesus came. Maybe even believe that Jesus died on the cross. This is not what John 3.16 is talking about. The reality is, even the demons believe that Jesus came. Demons believe in Christmas far more than we do. And demons believe in the cross far more than we do. They know, they know that Christmas is real. They know that the cross is real. It's not about just knowing this in our minds. When John says, whoever believes in him, what he's talking about is, is trust in him. Whoever, and this is what it means to trust. Whoever, whoever puts your life in God's hands and says, I need you. You alone can mold me and make me. You alone can cover over my sins. My life is not my own. My life is yours To do whatever you want to do. This is, oh, go, go past the frill and the commercialism of Christmas for just a moment with me and ask the question of every single person in this room. Have you thrust your life into the hands of God and said, only you can save me? You are, you are king and Lord over my life and my life is yours to do with it whatever you desire. Whoever believes in him Whoever believes in Him will never perish, but have eternal life. This is the last thing I want you to make. I want you to roll it up again like a snake. Roll it up really good. Stretch it out. And then once you've done that, I want you to link, them to get, link the two ends together so it makes a circle. It makes a circle like that. And I want you to look at this circle and I want you to think about how the fact, that when you have a circle, and you start here and you start going this way and this way and this way and this way the reality is it never ever ends. You know there's a lot of a lot of good things that come to an end. The reality is the holidays will come to an end. And presents will come to an end. I read this week that out of the presents that are given on Christmas, 10% of them will be broken by New Year's. (laughs) Only 40% of them will make it to March. And by December next year, 25% of them will remain. So, we'll need to give them all over again and go into this cycle like there's, there's a lot of things we enjoy that, that, that will come to an end. Football games and football championships will come to an end. Serious things like jobs come to an end and, and relationships come to an end. And, and one day for every single person in this room, life will come to an end. But the beauty is God's love for those who trust in him will never, ever, ever, ever come to an end. Everlasting love. Love that supersedes circumstances. Love that supersedes time. The glorious reality that for every single person in this room who trusts in the gift of God in Christmas, Christ will experience everlasting life. Joy in Him for all of eternity. So, so, the question I would have then for every single person in this room is first of all, have, have, you, put, have you put your life in, in his hands? From the youngest person in this room to the oldest person in this room, this is what matters. The only thing that eternally matters is your life in the hands of the one who made you and created you, formed you, knows you, and loves you enough to send his son Jesus to die on a cross for your sins. Is your life in his hands? Have you cast yourself upon him, asked him, received his gift of love, asked him to forgive you of your sins and trusted your life into his hands? And if you have not, then I would invite you. Oh, I would invite you on on this Christmas Eve to put aside your pride and to put aside the superficial stuff that surrounds us at a time like this and deal with that which is eternal. Put your life in His hands and ask Him to to cleanse you of your sins by what Christ has done on the cross and to, to confess Him as the Lord over your life. And then when you do, And then when you do, and for every Christian in this room tonight, as you look back over this last year, I imagine that some of you have received, well, not received, some of you have walked through some difficult things. I imagine that in a room this size, there are many of you who have experienced loss, maybe tragedy, pain, certainly circumstances that didn't go quite the way you'd planned but as you look back on those and then as you look forward to this next year I want to remind you that when your life is in God's hands he 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 may mold you and shape you and stretch you in ways that you you did not expect he may form you and And fashion you through circumstances that you would not have chosen. Circumstances that sometimes make you wonder if his love is real. But I want to remind you that the God who so loved the world that he gave his one and only son 2,000 years ago. Is the same God who can be trusted to love you today. And tomorrow. And every day in the next year. And for all of eternity.